1: Welcome to your partner in success radio. I'm your host Denise Griffiths, and my guest Ken Walls is a number one best-selling author. He is the CEO of a web development and social media firm, and he is the creator of Grow Live Academy, which is a comprehensive course on how to successfully live stream to build your personal or business brand and generate revenue. That's important, generating revenue while you get your voice out there. His passion is helping people succeed. He also has a podcast called Breakthrough Walls where he interviews celebrities and successful entrepreneurs who share their stories to help people get past influences that may be helping them get stuck. I really want to dive into that because we all have that voice in our head that says we're not good enough or we shouldn't do this or so many reasons. We're going to delve into that. So Ken joins us today to share several very important topics, putting yourself out there, social media magic, you're running out of time, and we're going to put an exclamation point after that, say yes and the power of taking action, and this is a very timely conversation as we wind up the year. And Ken joins us on New Year's Eve. Ken, welcome to your partner in success radio, and thank you for sharing New Year's Eve with us.
0: I am so excited to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. So and you were well. And we can tell. You know, we can both send our thank you to our mutual friend, Tammy Mitchell, Tammy Thrasher Mitchell, who introduced us. So thank you, Tammy.
0: Yeah, Tammy's awesome. I love Tammy.
1: You and me both. I mean, she's one of my very dearest friends. So thank you, Tammy. Happy New Year. So, Ken, before I get – well, I'm a little bit starstruck, so let's just get that out of the way. Oh, my goodness. I'll just say it right here, right now. So tell people a bit about yourself so I can sit back and be embarrassed.
0: Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, I'm I'm a uh wow, I, I wrote a book back in twenty seventeen and um through a lot of hard work and and pushing I, I I was um I was blessed with it hitting number one on Amazon and um I have an academy and a a, a weekly group coaching call that I I do with everybody in that academy and I have a wife and two lovely daughters and um I'm just uh, a, a a a guy out here that was told I couldn't do it and and here I am so <laughs> I don't I you know I'm doing it and I you know I I just take it all one day at a time and keep pushing and grinding
1: that's all you can do, but who in the world told you you couldn't do it? And just so you know, if somebody tells me I can't do something, I will look them in the eyes, as best as I can, if, or talk to them on the phone and say, "Watch this. Yeah, you are not yeah. getting in my way."
0: I'm I'm the same way. I you know I I I had a um, bit of a tumultuous upbringing. Well, okay, more than a bit. It was it was insanity. Um, but I, um, you know, at, uh, the ripe age of 17 years old, I, 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 you know, I was in and out of trouble as a teenager a lot, um, being a product of the environment I was in and, and, um, and I decided that, um, that they, they called me into the office my, my senior year after I had. Taking all kinds of college prep classes and trigonometry, analytic geometry, calculus, advanced algebra, aced all of those classes. But in the tenth grade, um, I was in biology and I absolutely despised that class. And so the the guidance counselor calls me in and he says, um, "Hey, you didn't get a biology credit in tenth grade." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I, I really didn't like that class. Hence." failing it and and he said well you have to have that to graduate and i you know tested my negotiating skills with the guidance counselor that day and um he won i i couldn't talk him into to overlooking that and and so bureaucracy. i,
1: said, you know, I you know, what's, that? what's that bureaucracy you can't fight with yes. those people
0: no and and so you know i was like look, dude, I'm never going to dissect a frog again in my life. Like, what do I need this for, for real life? And, and I, I remember sitting there and I, I was this angry teenager as it was. And, and, and that made it 10 times worse. And I just said, you know what, then I'm out of here. And I got up and walked out and he said, you're not 18. You can't leave this building. I said, well, then I rec- recommend that you should call the police because I'm leaving. And I walked out, and I left, and I never went back. I never got a GED. It, it seemed like an admission a failure to me. Um, but about, and I went to work at the Honda factory shortly thereafter, building cars in Marysville, Ohio. And I realized after a couple of years of being there that that um, you know, although it was the highest-paying automotive factory job you could have. There were no windows. You couldn't see outside, and I spent 10 plus hours every single day of my life in there. And and I just one day somebody said something to me and I I'm, I was like, this is crazy. What am I doing here? And so I clocked out at lunch and and never went back to that either. <laughs> and and you know, I but I I got into sales from that point. And and I, I realized how absolutely uneducated it was, and I vision that um, it was something very important in my life. And, and my ex wife and and high school sweetheart, and, and um, she was beside herself that I had quit my job at Honda, and I. Yet her father was the vice president of sales for a very large everybody's heard of this pharmaceutical company. Um, I won't get into that, but you know, he was the of sales and they lived in this incredibly wealthy neighborhood. And I, I grew up incredibly opposite of that, like very, very poor. And I, I just, I saw this and I don't know if he said something to me, but he, you know, I saw how successful he was and all came from being in sales. And I was like, I can do this. I, I, I know I can do this. And so I um, started reading books. I started reading Brian Tracy's books and listening to his audio courses and Zig Ziglar and um, all of these amazing sales trainers and motivational speakers and Tony Robbins. And, and I just went started going through all of these, these steps. Of, of growing my mind, expanding my mind, expanding what was possible in my mind. Because again, I, I had spent my entire childhood um, on the defense and living in a very violent household. And I didn't know what was possible. I, I, I only saw that poor, very, very poor was the only possibility. And um, I knew I wanted more than that for my life, and so I just started I started hustling. I I started working at seven and seven or eight years old, somewhere in there. I don't remember the exact age, but I would pull a lawnmower behind my little bicycle with a rope tied to it and, and go door to door, knocking on doors, asking people if I could mow their yard for 10 bucks or whatever it was. I wanted more out of life and my mom could only afford, you know, like not hand me down clothes, but they weren't the best clothes. And 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 I wanted to keep up. I wanted, I didn't want to look like poor kid and as, as odd as that sounds to me today um, I wanted to um, have the nicer clothes. Back then it was Jordache jeans and um, <laughs> you know, things like that. And I just wanted more. So I, w- I always went out and worked. I figured out a way to make money all through my teenage years. I always had a job, always doing something to make and earn a living.
1: You know, I was going to ask you about case studies, but listening to you, you are the best case study you could have presented for success. <laughs> Seriously. <Well. laughs>
0: You know I'm like, um, you know, I'm friends with Grant Cardone, who's an unbelievable human being and 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 I remember saying to him one time I was sitting in his office in miami and and um and I said, my gosh i, I you know at the time I think he was worth around a hundred million. I almost said only because now he's a billionaire but but you know a hundred million dollars back then and and I can remember sitting there feeling more intimidated than I had felt in my entire life. And, and I was like, this, this is unbelievable that I'm sitting with a guy who's worth a hundred million dollars and that's what I want out of life. Not, and it's not all about the money that it's not that it's reaching that level of, of absolute freedom where I can do what I want, when I want with whom I want and whenever I want. And, and you know, that's what I'm striving for. But I said something to him like, wow, you've really made it. And he's like, no, I wake up every morning scared to death. I hope someday I get a break. Oh, <laughs> I remember thinking, what is what? wrong with you?
1: <laughs> now, I understand that. Yeah, a lot of very, very wealthy people. And I don't get this, Ken. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. People say, "Oh, they're stinking rich. They don't have to do anything. They work harder than most of us every yeah. single day, and in their sleep." Yep,
0: it's true. You know, I, I uh, it's 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 weird because I have a um, I've been reading this book, and it's 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 all about how everything that we do as human beings like it's all happening because of our imagination this book is written by neville goddard it's called the law and the promise and it's such a powerful book because it really it makes me go wait a minute everything that's unfolding is unfolding because it's, it's insane
1: i just wrote that down i'm going to go find it and listen i do believe that i mean we we're constantly thinking we're imagining we're we're bringing things forth i mean you know just a really simple thing is like oh i've got a headache you start whining oh, i've got a headache well you just gave yourself a darn headache stop yeah it. you know think about things that you really want to bring forth that you can bring forth that you can be effective in having you know something to say about it and put yeah. the garbage away and if more people would do that I think they'd be in a lot better position and I need to tell the audience we are having a bit of trouble with the stream. We're breaking up every now and then, but the conversation is so good. I am not going to cut it. So every once in a while you hear us bobbing around, we'll be back. It it cleans itself up. So just so you know, I'm not ignoring it. It, It's, it is what it is. And it's New Year's Eve, so I suspect that everybody and their grandmother right now is looking for recipes for black-eyed peas. Mine are on the stove, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but here we are. But you, you're right. And listen, I'm I'm a deep believer in how I think is what I bring into my life. And when I catch myself doing, I don't know if it was Dolly Parton, whoever it was, you know, stinking thinking. I stopped yep. it yep. right then, yep. right there. Knock it off.
0: I, I, you know, I, I personally, and if, if you, I don't know if this is even possible, but I could call in instead of being on the internet connection if you if you'd prefer. But um, oh, I can no, literally do that while we're talking. Okay. No, um, we So, so I, I, you know, just went not just but uh, a few months ago, I had um, COVID and it was bad really bad put me in the hospital bed but yeah, i can Tammy remember like laying... pardon me
1: Tammy had it as well scared the crap out yeah. of
0: me yeah, yeah she yeah. sure did and i i remember like laying in that hospital bed and at one point my oxygen had dropped so low i was feeling so bad that i thought this is it this this is this is it i and then i can remember having another thought and that other thought was, no way, dude, you mm-hmm. are not, no way. That is right. not how this is unfolding. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie, What About Bob? But no. in, in the beginning, he's sitting in his bed and he's, he's a bit neurotic, but he's sitting there going, I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful, Bill Murray. And, and so I was, um, I, I literally was in the hospital doing that out loud. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. I feel
1: wonderful. I, I am mean.
0: healing. I am I You're am right. back to one hundred percent health. I kept saying that over and over and over and within a day or so it was it was like, okay, this turned the corner, completely turned around and and I was being checked out of the hospital. So it, it, our thoughts are so daggone important, so important.
1: They really are. My brother passed away earlier this year. He had a double lung transplant about eight years ago, and mm. he did a lot of what you're talking about. He literally went to the hospital thinking he was his, he was going to drown in his lungs. And mm. he, he was actually surprised when he woke up and went, whoa, what happened? He, he, they got a set of lungs and... He lived another eight years, but he spent a lot of time largely with me saying, are you doing your positive thoughts or are you whining? Oh, I'm whining. We'll knock it off and we'd talk about it. Right. You know, he would, I would get a text saying, you know, I do feel better. Yeah, thank you. I was the older sister. I could be mean to him. It was my job. <laughs> but, yeah. but he That's had to awesome. figure out that he couldn't walk around and say, oh, man, this sucks. He had, to, and yeah. he was naturally, you know, grateful, but sometimes it was bad and he would kind of give in and he'd find out immediately that the minute he said, oh, I don't feel good, doesn't remember, he was failing. He started failing. So he would yeah. immediately yeah. catch himself and say, no, I feel good, I feel great. You're dead right yeah. about that.
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, I think that, you know, in my first book I wrote, a quote that I heard and I can't remember where it came from. I think I even say that in the book. I can't remember where this came from or I would give the originate originator credit. Um, but it's pain is the predecessor of all wisdom. And, you know, I was again, my, my, I, and this isn't a, Hey, feel sorry for Ken. Cause I don't, I don't do that. Um, you know, but I, the, 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 the way I was brought up was, um, was insane. And, um, I got into drinking alcohol at a very early age of, I don't know, by the time I was 13, I'm, I was a full blown alcoholic. I had had a judge, a juvenile judge court order me to go to Alcoholics Anonymous Um, so I did that through my teen years off and on and, um, and, and I was a raging alcoholic for many, many years. And at 34 years old, um, I had a spiritual, I'll call it a spiritual awakening and epiphany. And, and, um, I, I, I went to an AA meeting, um, and, it, by the grace of God since August the tenth of two thousand and two i've not had a drink or a drug or a minor or mood altering drug in any way so i am um I'm sober today and and but but before that, everything in my like when you're when you're intoxicated when anyone is intoxicated, <clears throat> this is why some of the greatest artists greatest um thinkers you know you you hear stories about how they were on quaaludes or they were on you know different different drugs because they they were they were able to get out of their conscious mind and into the unconscious mind and and live in that imagination place where they were able to create amazing things now i'm not suggesting to anybody that you should should get into drug use don't do that um there there's actually a better way but when I got sober I lost the one thing that helped me succeed because at 27 years old I was a millionaire and I had built a company from zero to eight and a half million dollars a year so I was like just I thought I was Elvis I mean I really like not not the singing part but the partying part and traveling all over whenever I wanted and I was blowing money. like It was crazy. And so I ended up drinking all of that away and became homeless. And I've been homeless four different times as an adult. It's been a very long time since I've been homeless. But um, after I quit drinking, it was weird. My life really got better. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that when when we go through... I think people are trying to living life trying to avoid pain more than they're trying to become successful and, and because to become successful and and wealthy and having the ability to help you know thousands, hundreds, millions of people, whatever it is you, your goal or target might be, um, it requires a tremendous amount of pain. It requires a tremendous amount of doing. Screwing up, making mistakes, potentially losing everything or losing everything and recovering from that and going at it again. And a lot of people are too gun shy to put themselves in that position. But wisdom comes from all of that pain. And I've been through a lot of pain. And so that's, that's why my book subtitle is "It's Walls of Wisdom Turning Pain into Profit.
1: And listen, and I agree with you. I mean, I watch a, a lot of people just, oh, well, I'm going to stay with this job. I'm going to stay with this marriage. Why? Oh, it's right, an easier right. thing to do. No, it's not. The smartest thing for you to do is get away from that bad marriage. You know, put that child in the basement who is 30 years old. Put him out. Put him outside, lock the door, tell him to come back when he's quasi-human. There's an awful lot of people just being very passive, and I'm watching it and just thinking, why? And that leads me to one of your the questions that, that I was going to pose to you. You're running out of time. We are running out of time every single day. We don't know if we're going to wake up. We don't know if we're going to come home from work that night. We don't know what's going to happen. So we're running out of time every second of every day how do you how do you work your way out of that or work your mind around that and do something that is good for you good for your family just be be the being the best you you can be and so many of us are we're just not we're not we're scared
0: i i you know. <laughs> people people don't realize this i mean look at at one thing here in the us we look at the number of people that play the lottery every week i mean there are people that will stand in a in a a, a line for 2 hours because the 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 lottery is up to you know, $500 million or whatever. I'm, I'm making that up, but, but whatever the number is, they'll, they'll stand in line for hours to buy a lottery ticket. The chances, the odds of hitting the lottery are like one and 260 million or something crazy. Right. And, and people line up to play the lottery. Do you know what the chances of actually being born into this world are? Scientifically, From all of the the sperm meeting the egg and the the duplication of cells to the heartbeat to to being born with all your limbs and and everything, the odds are 1 in 400 billion or trillion. I can't remember if it's billion or trillion. I think it's 400 trillion. It's significantly more than winning the lottery. Yet people will go out and gamble Whatever, their last dollars to play the lottery, but they won't gamble on themselves. They won't go out and say, you know what? I'm going to really put myself out there. I, I, I'm going to die someday. And I, I me personally, I look at it like, okay, someday I'm going to die. I don't know when that day is. Every single human on this planet, this meat suit we're walking around in has an expiration date and oh, yeah. we don't know what that expiration date is we don't know what that is it could be today and I, when i when i die and i meet my maker i want to know that i can look at him and say hey man i gave, i i made a lot of mistakes man i did the best i knew how to do and gave everything i left it all on the field we're running out of time i'm 53 years old i, I People drop dead at 45, 30. I mean, uh, I don't know when my time is up. So while I'm here, I'm giving it everything that I have, everything that I have.
1: Okay. And thank you for sharing that. Just hearing the passion in your voice is very, very important. You've shared that you have, you've had a lot of junk going on in your life. Listen, I had a childhood that I don't even remember much of. It was just Apparently, I didn't like it very much. I don't know. Right, but, right. but I decided at some point that I was not going to be my environment. It wasn't my parents' fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was what it was. But it was up to me to get the heck out of it. And it took a long time. I mean, I've made lots of mistakes. I've, you know, I've had moments where I'll just hold my hand up and smack it and say, bad, Denise. I mean, some yeah. days I'm just an idiot. Well, multiple times a day, I'm just an idiot, but I've learned to make fun of myself, poke fun of myself, and then just get moving. So my question for you is, at what point in this this journey did you say, because you mentioned Zig Ziglar and, you know, all the people that I've studied as well. At what point did you say, I am putting myself out there. I'm not going to cower or hide behind my history. I am not going to pretend like it didn't happen. I'm not going to drink myself today. Was there a moment where you just said, heck with it. I'm out there and I'm going big.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's been several moments in my life where where, um, I, I had that occur, like where I, I, I made the decision that um, I was playing too small. I can remember, um, you know, I've heard Grant Cardone say it. I've heard other people say that the the number one regret, the only regret that they have in life is that they didn't think bigger sooner. And, you know, I've, I've put a lot of thought into that. I've contemplated that quite a bit. And and for me, like I have – I'm business partners with the number one best-selling author on planet Earth, Mark Victor Hansen, who's Chicken Soup for the Soul. Him and Jack Canfield created Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mark is one of my dearest friends. And, I read um, everything
1: he's got. I love his he, work.
0: He's amazing. He, and, and, and here's the thing. I have a cell phone number. And I can call it and he will answer 99% of the time. And, and that just blows me away. Like, it's one thing to have, I I mean, I have Donald Trump's cell phone number too. I have a sneaky suspicion he wouldn't answer if I called, but you know, like, and I've never called him, but I'm, I'm just saying like, it's one thing to have somebody's phone number; it's Another thing to have them answer when you call. And, and so, you know, I think about, you know, um, the moments in my life that, like when I got sober, it was a, a spiritual awakening, um, and and it was, I mean, it was horrific for the first five years of my sobriety, and and you know the moments where I walked out of a marriage that was unbelievably unhealthy. And the moments where I, you know, have—I mean, I've had multiple moments, but one that really stands out—and man, I, I really hate to keep bringing up Grant Cardone, but I'm going no, to no, no, keep time. going. He and I were sitting. I had one, its a long story—I won't get into—but um, I won a trip on his jet, his private jet, with him. And when they called to schedule him flying into Columbus, Ohio, to pick me up. Um, I said to his COO, Sherry, I said, Sherry, you know, um, I really appreciate the opportunity. And someday I would love to be on Grant's jet with him as friends hanging out. But what I would prefer to do is I would like to spend my own money and fly to Miami and sit with Grant one-on-one and pick his brain for a couple of hours. And, you know, that saved them $30,000 in jet fuel. And they were pretty excited about that. So I flew down there, and he gave me three hours of his time. And, and I, I, I won't swear, <laughs> although he swore what he said to me was, what the blank are you hiding from? And, yes. and, and it, it was an F word. <laughs> and I said, what? And, I, I mean, it was shocking that he asked me that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, "What are you hiding from, dude?" And I'm like, "I'm, I, I'm sitting in your office. What do you mean I'm not hiding from anything?" And he goes, "You're hiding from something. I'm looking on social media. You're not out there anywhere. I, I mean, you got a f- Facebook page, but all of your posts are like private." And and I go, "Well, you know, I I put my kids on there." He goes, "So, I put my kids on mine." What, what I said, "Well, what if they, you know." get their pictures he goes who's they and so what if they do what's that what's that yeah name? i know
1: who they are i wouldn't put kids out there
0: either to be honest yeah well I, I you know he said i put my kids up on 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 social media and and people love to see your kids and blah 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 so anyway i made the decision that day that i had been thinking too small playing way too small and and so I. I opened up all of my social media profiles to public and I started posting everything from me with my kids at Disney world to everything. And, and, and look, there are fake profiles all over the world using my pictures and my kids pictures. And it's, it really bothers me, but there's nothing I can, I called the FBI. There's nothing I can do about it. But you know, here's the thing, not one bad thing has occurred. All of that's, again, we go back to what the mind is making up. The mind makes up all of this stuff about bad things that could happen or can happen. And, and it's just not true. It's not true. My mind did that forever. I, I decided that day I'm not going to fly under the radar any longer. And now as a result, I have one of the – I had John Lee Dumas on my show who's from Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's one of the top three or four podcasts in the world. And and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. John said, um, said to me, Ken, like I, I can't believe you do all this on video. And I said, "Was well, that a bad thing?" And I'm, I'm, I was really intimidated. I had John JLD on my show, and I'm like, "Is that a bad?" He goes, "No, it's not a bad thing." How many of these you do? And I go, "I do it every day, Monday through Friday." And he said, um, "Oh my gosh, how many have you done?" At that point, I had done around three hundred, three hundred and twenty. He goes, "You realize that puts you in the top one percent in the world?" I said, "What?" He goes, People "And you don't... didn't know, yeah." I had no I... idea, right? And I, I don't know that I'm ranked in the podcast rankings or anything. I I, I don't even know how to check that. But I, I I I was shocked when he said that because I was like, dude, I'm just interviewing people really for selfish reasons. <laughs> I just wanted to hear how they achieved success. And and now one of my all-time heroes of all time. I've interviewed over 400 celebrities and entrepreneurs. And 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 when I started my show, I remember thinking to myself, saying to myself, one day I'm going to have the inim- inimitable Brian Tracy on my show. Brian Tracy the, is a legend, legend. Like, he's, he's a legend. And Brian Tracy is going to be on my show January 19th of this, of
1: 2022. Oh, oh that scheduled. is amazing. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. And it's, it's a blessing, but it, it's only happening – because I decided I, and Facebook gave me on my, my personal profile. I have the blue check Mark. They verified my, they reached out to me. I'm an Amazon influencer. Amazon reached out to me and they said, Hey, we want you to be in the Amazon live influencer program. And I I was like, what is that? Like, I didn't know what that was. And, and, you know, so I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to say this. This isn't self-deprecating. This is a fact. I'm no different than anyone else. I'm nothing special when it comes to, um, like, I don't have an extra, um, you know, four billion brain cells that other people don't have. I don't have the, you know, I just, I'm just a guy that said enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired when I when I decided to get sober and I'm sick and tired of playing small and watching everybody else that I look up to continue to blow up. You know, I used to be of the mindset. Oh, there you go. The rich are getting richer. Yeah, those those awful rich people. And and now today it's like, how do I get there? What are they doing that I'm not doing? How do, how can I how can I take bigger steps in my life do I need to put my, you know, Grant, Grant's like, yeah, I put my kids out there. They're little freeloaders. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, he says they need to, they need to earn their keep, you know, and I, that, I think it's hilarious. But, you know, like, like I, I, and I don't look at my kids like that, but, you know, it's like, and neither does he in reality. He's, he's just funny. He's a showman. He's sardonic. But,
1: yeah. He's a pretty sardonic guy.
0: He is. He, he's an, but so, you know, I the the people I see people post things on social media and they'll post like once a week or three times a week maybe or once a month or I've seen businesses that haven't posted in years. And it's like how do you expect to 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 actually use the the real power of social media by by playing so small?
1: Listen, I agree with you. And yeah, this has been bobbing around in the back of my head while you were talking, and it's not really one of the things that I had really put on my list to talk to you about, but I think it's important. Did, have you had moments or several moments where mm-hmm. you realize that people think a lot more highly of you and your skills and your presence than you do or that you're just completely unaware of? And the reason I ask, because for the last year at least, I've been getting emails and phone calls and just off-the-cuff comments from people, and they're glowing. I mean, I got one yesterday that had me just sucking wind, going, that's how you see me? I had to read it <clears> two <throat> or three times. I read it again at 3 o'clock this morning. This is from a very well-known man, a very wealthy man, and he thinks I'm just the bee's knees apparently. I don't see my. I know. Like, I was reading an old book too, but I don't see myself that way. And it occurred to me again that I need to really pay attention to what people are telling me. My skills and my passions and my my persona is because I apparently don't know myself very well. Have you had that happen to you?
0: Many, 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 many times. Oh, good. I'm not it, it happens I all the time. Sort
1: of stupid. I felt so stupid. I'm like, really? Yeah, Where is this coming from? And then, Ken, I'm so ashamed. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I just go, oh, that's nice. And I forget all about it. Apparently, I don't accept things well. I'm a giver, not a taker. I've got to get yeah. better.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, that... Um, So there's this gentleman that's a good friend of mine actually grew up in, in the same, same town as, as Grant Cardone did in, in, um, Louisiana and his name is Damien Boudreau. And I went, I made a really, really bad business decision and moved my family to Las Vegas to work with, with somebody out there. And, um, I came back to Ohio after losing a lot of money and a lot of time. And, and, and I, I, I was sitting here broke and I had two cars. I had to give my wife's car back to the bank. This is just back in 2017. And, and I, I remember sitting and and it was unbelievable the way that the blessings that we received along the way, like I'm sitting in this, 6,500 square foot home in a with five acres of land in a private country club. And, and I, 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 yet I was sitting there feeling sorry for myself. Like, I can't believe this. And, you know, just so whining and, and, and this out of the blue, this guy calls me, Hey, Ken, it's Damien Boudreau. How you doing? I said, ah, eh, you know, I've been better and blah, blah, blah. Just started whining and and he says um you need to change the conversation you're having with yourself and i said yeah i know i know but you know people don't necessarily want the answers to their to what troubles them and and what's holding them back i, I mean i'm a coach i coach a lot of people people want want sounding boards that will will help them um you know validate where they are and why they're stuck and why they can't get ahead. And, you know, and, and so he said, I said, well, I want to change it. And after he asked me a series of questions, I said, I want to change that. I I'm, I'm tired of thinking like that. And he said, have you ever written down any, I am positive affirmation statements. And I'm like, I mean, I meditate on them, you know, I don't write them down and I, but I've meditated on them. He goes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out a piece of paper. And anybody listening right now, by the way, this is one of the most powerful exercises you can do. Get out a piece of paper, and I want you to write 60, 60, 60. What? I am positive affirmations.
1: Oh, I have a headache. I can't.
0: I know. So, (laughs) so. 60? I'll do it. Oh, my God. I'm with you. I, I get it. So 60 positive affirmations, and they all, he says, and They all and he's got that Southern Louisiana accent, and they all have to be adjectives. They can't be adverbs. And if you don't know the difference, I suggest you Google it.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, adjectives. Oh, I'm a high no dropout.
0: I might have to Google that. <laughs> like, I'm writing it down.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so you know, I I said, okay, no problem. He said, take a picture of them when you're done and and sent, text them to me, and then we'll get on the phone again. I said, okay. And so I thought – and I said, oh, I'll talk to you in a little bit then. So I wrote and wrote and wrote, and I got all the way up to 17, and I couldn't <laughs> think of any more. And, oh. and, and, and Denise, I laid that paper and tablet over to the side. I thought, I'll, I'll get back to that. I got other things to do. <laughs> and, and, and so about two and a half weeks later, my phone rings, and it's Damien where is that
1: list you yes. promised he me. says
0: he said i didn't get that text message from you and i haven't heard from you how you doing and i said i'm doing fine it's laying over here somewhere and it's buried under you know the bills and crap that came in in the mail i pull it out and he goes "Well, why don't you send that to me i because i only got 17 he goes and he starts laughing he goes Well, there's got to be more than 17 characteristics about you that you like or or that, you you know. And so we went through it and and he sent me a cheat sheet and we talked through it for probably an hour. And by the time I was done talking to him, I was like, okay, I get it. And I started writing the other other whatever was left. And and so, um, you know. People are walking around. Dr. Joe Dispenza says we're walking around telling ourselves these stories, having 60,000 thoughts or so a day on average, and and that 90 that 95% of the thoughts and stories that we're telling ourselves are the same exact thoughts and stories that we told ourselves yesterday, and that 50% of them, scientifically proven that 50% or more our lies we're embellishing reality
1: and and you know the... i can i have go to ahead. tell you i li- i listened to him last night I've, I've got him on audible and i put my phone next to my pillow the other pillow on the mm-hmm. bed and i listen to mm-hmm. him in my sleep i don't sleep a lot i catnap i have never been able yeah. to just lay down and sleep so i will yeah, actually necessary. hear it and i will tell myself while i'm listening before i go to sleep. Listen to this, so your subconscious can review it later, and it works. I'm telling you, it works.
0: It definitely works, and he's amazing. And and you know, what's the one and book I have? Um,
1: I like Bruce Lipton. Oh,
0: uh, well. Bruce Lipton's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. I have a a good friend, Doctor Jeffrey Fannin, that um who's been on my show, and he traveled the world with Doctor Dispenza, and Doctor Fannin was the head neurologist that that Doctor um Dispensa talks about and and you know having a conversation with him is is mind-blowing as well but you know like you do get what you what you what you literally imagine and and the thing is is we can't like you know if I said to you hey Denise since we've been on this call how many times have you blinked how many times has your heart beat? How many breaths have you taken? Can you give me the, any of those numbers? And the answer is no. You no. have no idea. And 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 the the thing is, is 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 that's that's what the subconscious mind is controlling, along with the rest of your life. And and so unconsciously we're out here going through life with the same exact thoughts over and over and over, the same exact habits, the same exact everything. And and people wonder why they're stuck, why they can't get out of that pattern. And the way that you get out of that pattern is you get out a piece of paper and you get out a pen – and you start writing and you start imagining you start dreaming i think our dreams are normally killed by the time we're 8 or 9 years old and and we just learn through other adults like in the the um the book the four agreements you know it talks about the programming of the human really? and in the in the beginning which is a fabulous book by the way uh um, but you know yeah and and so How do we change our lives? The way we change our lives, like Dr. Wayne Dyer said, we change our thinking. The way we change our thinking is we take conscious actions and we start writing and we start dreaming and we start believing in something different and bigger.
1: And I wanted to ask you about, because I mentioned it at the top of the show, the power of taking action. It doesn't have to be you run outside and you wash your car. It means if you have a random thought pass through and you say, you know, I've had this about a million times, stop it. That's taking action.
0: Yeah, it is. And write down. You've got to write. people. I, I published a journal on Amazon called the 10 minute mastery journal. And it's literally how to take control of your thoughts you just go in and start writing. There's a little bit, I wrote about five pages of content, four or five pages. And, but it's, it's about writing, dreaming, thinking bigger, writing the affirmations, writing down gratitude things that you're grateful for writing down targets that you want to achieve for the day. Like it's a daily activity journal that will change your life. If you get it and implement it, and I'm this isn't a sales pitch for I don't care if anybody gets it or not. I you don't get rich make selling books on Amazon, but you know I I I it's it's I want to impact this world. I my goal is to impact a hundred million people in a positive way before I leave this planet, and and so I, I don't care if everybody gets one of my journals or you can get on there and look at what it says and make your own journal. I don't care. Like, just because they let you preview it on Amazon. But, like, like, taking control of our thoughts is the number one most important thing that we can do. And that's why I've meditated every single morning of my life for more than 18 years now. Because I want to get in touch with that God that's inside. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus said that the, the kingdom of God is within you. And he also said, seek ye first this kingdom and all of its righteousness, and all of these things shall be given unto you. Well, if if I take those statements as literal, he's saying, dude, go inside. The answers are in there. The kingdom of God is inside of you. The answers to everything you want to know are right there.
1: You have to ask the questions, and you have to be in touch with your subconscious with your conscious and honestly yeah. listen I'll, I'll tell you straight out i don't my my poor guardian angel probably needs a drink right about now, but you know she's working she's <laughs> working hard but yeah. i and, and I'll, this happens to me I think best when i'm in the shower because there's no distractions there's nothing going on, and I have had to buy a Um, bathtub crayons because all of a sudden my mind just clears. I mean, it clears and I get these downloads literally just, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Oh my God, that's bright. But I have learned Ken to determine when my internal voice is saying, okay, I'm going to do this instead of we're going to do this. One is ego. The other is spirit, wherever it's coming from. It's not me. It may well be me. It may be just so deep in my subconscious that, you know, I'm, accepting it as spiritual but if it's me i just i don't write the ego thing down on the wall but if it's something that says okay we're going to do this or we suggest this that gets written down on my shower wall then i take a picture of it i come you know into my office i write it all down that's how i keep track of what's really happening within my own subconscious if you will yeah
0: that's awesome i love it Absolutely. I've never my even anger. heard of shower
1: crayons. Oh, get, get bathtub crayons, Amazon, I'm telling yeah. you. I buy them all the gotta time. got to get some. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's, and it's fun. I mean, you know, by the time I – because I used to say, oh, God, that was brilliant. I mean, just the phrasing was just perfect. By the time I'm dried off, dressed, and in my office, ugh, it's a memory. I can't even remember what I was thinking, let alone how it was presented to me. I have to do it in the shower. Yeah.
0: I, I've, uh, people, again, we've all had those, you know, those times where you're walking through a store and you see an item sitting on a shelf that's maybe a new, new invention or something new. And you, and you go, Hey, I, I had that idea. That was my idea. Yeah. And, I had it in and a dream. Look at it. It's right, right. There. Yeah. right there. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and they, it's on the shelf now because somebody else like. There's no, like, the universe doesn't just, like, give you the idea. It's out there floating in the ethereal whatever you want to call it. It's out there, and 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 the first person to take action is the one that's probably going to make it. So mm-hmm. when you have an idea or a thought, you write it down, and then I, personally, I had a billionaire named Rami El-Bitrawi on my show recently, who's become a friend of mine. The guy's out of the country on vacation um, right now, but he texted me on Christmas day, wishing me a Merry Christmas. And he's such an amazing human. And, and, and this guy, like, he, he talks about, like, he goes, I sleep two or three hours a night. I wake up at two or three in the morning, and I'm like, I, I'll have a business idea, a thought that comes to me. And by the end of the day, that business is up and running. And and he said, I do not procrastinate. As Napoleon Hill said in Think and Grow Rich, he said, you know, the the number one killer of dreams is procrastination. And, and Ramey wrote a book. He was homeless at 12 years old. And at seventeen, he was worth over a million dollars. At twenty-three, over fifty million. At thirty-two, he had a billion dollars in the bank, and he's and he lost everything fighting the U.S. government, and then then regained it all, and he's a billionaire again. He has the largest wide-body jet in the world, private jet in the world, and and, and this guy is is like, he's like I am not he's not educated in any way. He left school at home at twelve. And, and, you know, but he, I mean, he's very educated, self-educated. And, and so, you know, Ramey's like, he wrote a book called, Can You Really Think and Grow Rich? And it's phenomenal. It is the, the best book. I I mean, it's the best interview I've ever had was with him. And, and, you know, no offense to anyone else that I've interviewed, but Ramey Albatrali was on a different level. And, and, you know, I just think that, we need to learn as human beings, we need to learn how to really, contr- like, not control our thoughts, but be in touch with our thoughts, and then we need to take immediate action. No matter what, we've got to take action too many people sit around and think about it. I'm going to plan this out and I'm going to wait for the perfect moment and time. And once I have all of my ducks in a row and well, I have bad news for you. Your ducks are never going to be in a row. You got to go out there. You got to take the action. You got to take massive action and you got to keep taking action. And someday, maybe you might make it.
1: Maybe. I'm almost speechless. And that. Tammy will tell you, that doesn't happen. So thank you for that. Well, hopefully, it's not, hopefully it's not in speechless in
0: disappointment. <laughs> no,
1: oh my God, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm sucking in air going, okay, he is speaking to my soul. Which, and you've you mentioned Napoleon Hill. Have you ever met Ben Gay the third?
0: He's a dear friend of dear mine. Friend he's been, mine. been on oh, my good.
1: show as well. I yeah, love, amazing. he is my top ten favorite, pre- People in the world, the top ten. He is amazing. He is. He is. In fact, one of my my very dear friends worked with Tony Robbins for about 12, 13 years, and she was listening to one of my podcasts with with Ben, and she's in California. I'm in Southwest Louisiana, and my Mm -hmm. phone rang at 10 o'clock at night, which – you know, if my phone rings that night, your house better be on fire. Something bad better <laughs> be happening. Wow. And I picked it. I said, "What's going on?" She said, "I'm walking the pups. I'm listening to you and Ben Gay the Third. It's like listening to two old friends sitting in front of a fire with a brandy snifter. It's one of the best oh. things she could have said to me. I love that guy.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Ben is absolutely and and so underrated."
1: Oh, I know. He's, I know he's, he's just, brilliant.
0: Really.
1: He is. I mean, yeah. I check in with him on Facebook every day. It's like Ben, how are you? Did you get snowed in you know, this past week? Just, are you okay? You just love the guy. Listen, we yeah. are. Yeah. We're talking. We're not gonna. We've got. I've got so many questions, but we've got about. Five oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I may try to. You know what? I may ask you to come back in the, in the new year because if I ask you on the radio, you can't tell me no, right?
0: You can ask me to come back any time. I'll come back every day if you want.
1: (laughs) Don't don't promise. Uh, I will ask you to come back because I think you have so much to share. But let's get – and we've talked about saying yes to ourselves mostly, I think, if I'm reading you right. Because if we don't say yes to ourselves, who else are we going to say it to? How are we going – to be of service. How are we going to be of service to ourselves, to others, to the hundred million people that you want to reach? I mean, we have to say yes and you have to take that action. But let's talk in the the few minutes that we've got left about social media magic unless you think that should be another show because that's a big, big topic. It's a big
0: topic, but I, I will say this. You know, I, I created the Grow Live Academy um, and I've got 160-some members in the Grow Live Academy. Every week I do a live coaching call. I did it last night. Next week I have Zig Ziglar's son, Tom, is coming on to, to teach and speak to everybody and do Q&A. Hey. Like, Ray, like Ramey, the billionaire, he came in and spent two hours and 34 minutes with us. But I see I – see, like I've got 160-some-odd people that are in there, and, and, and it, it always goes back to the Pareto principle, and that is 20% of the people actually show up and do the work. And, and 80% and are just watching. Yeah. yeah, and they're wondering why their life sucks. And, and, you know, I, I can tell you that it, whether it's social media, it's going out and knocking on doors to sell something, it's, it's trying to find the love of your life, it's trying to change your thinking, it's trying, you know, everything that we've talked about, the most important thing with social media or anything else is you have to take action. And I mean massive, massive action. Stop being a ship ship floating around on the seas of life, allowing the waves to push you in whatever direction they want to push you. Take control of the rudder, adjust your sails, and go in the direction that you want to go with your life. Stop allowing life to push you around. We have so much freaking power over our own lives, and and we give it away. We give it away. We say, well, Jesus is going to save me. No, he's not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is there, but he ain't going to help you, like, become rich. He's not going to help you go out there and help the, the poor. Abraham Lincoln said the best way to help the poor is not be one of them.
1: Yes. And standing in line for a Powerball, oh, my gosh. Uh, I
0: don't get uh,
1: it. I've never bought a lottery uh, ticket. I never will.
0: Oh, I have, and I'll continue buying them. But I don't—I won't stand in a line. I'll—if I'm getting gas or something—I'll be like, "Oh, wow, hey!" Because you know, you can't win if you don't play. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, it's up to 260 million. Why not?" Because it's 70 million. I'm not playing. That's not enough. <laughs> oh,
1: that's good to know. <laughs> I just, yeah. Uh, I have nothing to say about that. Nothing that I can say on the radio, <laughs> anyway. Listen, is there anything else, Ken? I mean you have been a fascinating guest, and I am so appreciative that you took the time on New Year's Eve to come be with us here. Is there anything else that you want the audience to know before I let you go?
0: I want people to know that they're so much more powerful than they're uh, they're allowing themselves to be. I want people to know that there's so much potential out there for them in in and in inside them. That they haven't even touched. They've not even tapped, not even scratched the surface. I, I see things unfolding in my life. Grant Cardone reaching out to me it's the day after he finished filming Undercover Billionaire and, and I interviewed him live on a live stream broadcast. Like things like that aren't supposed to happen for a guy like me, but it did. It did. And having Brian Tracy on my show, all of these things are available to everyone when they get out of their own way and stop playing so small in their mind.
1: You know, we hear a lot about the law of attraction. Yeah. If you understand the law of attraction, it will work for you every time. But if you're going to stand around and go, oh, well, you know. I think I want a new, I want a new Range Rover, by the way. Um, My old one (laughs) is on her last legs. But I have to do something about it. I can't just say, well, the law of attraction is going to bring me a new car. Nope.
0: Ain't going to happen,
1: hon. Take action. action. Do something. And you are running out of time. So everything you have, I've got to tell you, everything that you have talked about today, this entire conversation has touched every bit of my thinking, my heart, my soul, because in so many ways, Ten seconds. I'm playing small, and I am sick to death of myself. I really am. So thank you. It's been you. great
0: being with you.
1: Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. So it has been wonderful speaking with you, and I thank you for all of the terrific tips and advice in the case study, you being the case study that you have shared with our audience and really the passion that you brought to the conversation. And before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for some iTunes, Audible, honestly, anywhere else you consume your business podcast. You can't throw a stick on the internet without hitting your part in Success Radio. And take us along on your success journey. Ken, thank you.
0: Denise, thank you. I appreciate you. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com
1: and go to the podcast tab. With the Lucky Lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.